Hey everyone, welcome to Rolling Hills Online. Wherever you are in the world, we're glad that you're joining us today. In addition to our online campus, we have two physical locations in Franklin and Nolensville. If you're in the Middle Tennessee area, we'd love to meet you in person. If this is your first time joining us, we would like to invite you to check out our new here page at rollinghillscommunity.org. Here, you can find out more about who we are, what we believe, and what to expect when worshiping with us. If you've been with us before and want to find out how to get involved, please visit our Next Steps page. This is where you can learn more about baptism, partnership, missions, community groups, and more. If you're joining us live, we encourage you to jump into our chat. This is a great way to connect with our online community and further discuss today's message. In addition to the chat feature, you will find today's sermon notes and a link to the Bible so that you can follow along. Have something that you would like for us to pray with you about? Click the prayer request link at the bottom of the page. We would be honored to join you in prayer this week. If you feel called to partner with us financially, you can give online through the giving page of our website. Your support allows us to continue this opportunity to share the message of Christ around the world. So thank you. Again, welcome to Rolling Hills. We hope that you feel at home. Church, good morning and happy new year. Uh, it's a new year, excited about that. I love a new year, love the opportunities ahead. I'd love to just think about all God's done in the past and just get excited about all God will do in the future. And so this is a great opportunity for us. How many of you guys stayed up till midnight? Anybody make it to midnight? All right. Uh, your neighbor, just go ahead and nudge them when they fall asleep this morning. Just kind of keep them awake and keep them going. Uh, but hopefully you celebrated the new year some way, somehow, and brought that in last night. How many of you guys make New Year's resolutions? Anybody make a New Year's resolution? I do. I, I love New Year's resolutions. Thanks. Um, but it's fun because I always like to set goals. I always like to kind of look ahead and look forward at things. Like Alice in Wonderland said, if you don't know where you're going, any road will get you there. And so it's important for us to kind of look ahead. But the problem many times with New Year's resolutions is that they're so vague, right? So you get to the end of the year and you go, well, did I really accomplish that? I don't know. I don't know. So you look back on this. Here's Huffington Post. This is the uh, top New Year's resolutions from 2016. And so here are the ones that many people made last year. Maybe these are yours. I don't know. But here's some resolutions that people made. Number one was this. This was the top one. Enjoy life to the fullest. Great. What does that mean? I don't know. You know? <laughs> but maybe you did that. Maybe that was one of yours. But I don't know. But see... It, that's not bad, but 45% of people did that one. And here's number two. This was one of the top ones. Live a healthier lifestyle. Now, I always put something like that on mine, and, but not sure what that means, but that's okay. And then they start to get a little bit more specific, lose weight. So 
Every year I put that one down too. So, but do I accomplish that? I don't know. Lose weight. Lose weight. Uh, the next one was this. Spend more time with family and friends. Great. That is a great resolution. Maybe that's yours for last year or this year. That's a good one. Still a little nebulous how you do that. Save more, spend less. That's right. You know, save more, spend less. This is, this is, it's, it's good. And then finally, the last one was pay down debt. Pay down debt. So if you look at these, and these, some of these kind of look like mine in the past and what they've been in the past. And, and not that any of these are bad. But when you look at it, you kind of go, that's it? You know what I mean? And they look at one area of your life. You know, maybe it's losing weight or maybe it's paying down debt or financially. But doesn't God want more for us than that? I mean, you look at our lives and you think, God has a bigger plan. God has a bigger purpose for you. In fact, here's what the Bible says in Romans chapter 8, verse 29. It says, for those God foreknew, right, that God knows who's going to accept him. God has been drawing you to himself. It's not an accident that you've responded to the grace of God. For those God foreknew, he also predestined, means that God has a plan and a purpose for you. And here it is. For those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the likeness of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. So your goal from God is this, is that you look more like Jesus. And I want to challenge you, I want to encourage you by the end of 2017 that your life looks more like Christ. That's a lot deeper than, you know, hey, enjoy life to the fullest. That you and I become conformed to the image of God's Son. See, God has an incredible plan for you. I pray that 2017 is your best year yet. I really do. I pray that you have an incredible year. But I know this, it's going to start with putting God first. It's going to start with us having a goal to look more and more like Jesus, to be conformed to the image of Christ. And I know when we begin to live our lives for him, that impacts everything else. Jesus said, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these other things will be added to you. So all these other things are important, right? But the first thing is putting God in charge and saying, God, I want to live my life for you. I love that January 1 this year is on a Sunday. I love that we could come and we could start the new year off and just say, God, we want you first in our lives. God, we want to reorder everything in my life, not just compartmentalize a little bit of my life, but everything around you. And that's what we're going to do today. So if you have a Bible with you this morning, I invite you to open with me to the Gospel of Luke. Luke. Luke chapter 2. Now, in all of December, we've been walking through verse by verse through Luke chapter 1 and unpacking the Word of God and seeing God's Word and God's truth. Christmas Eve, Luke chapter 2, we started looking at God's Word there, but we saw the birth narrative, and we saw how God sent His one and only Son for us. Praise be to God. And it's beautiful, and it was amazing. And then in Luke chapter 2, Jesus is dedicated at the temple. Some of you may participate in family dedication in 2017, which is awesome and exciting, which is amazing. But then we have this one verse in Luke chapter 2, verse 52. And this is the only verse that we have from Jesus' life from age 12 to age 30. From age 12 to age 30, and here's what it says. And Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and men. So what did Jesus do from age 12 to age 30? Jesus grew. He matured. He developed. And for all of us, there is this call for us to grow 
and to mature, right? To be conformed to the image of his son. And Jesus did four areas, right? He grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and with men. So you look at that. You look at physical stature. You look at wisdom. He grew in wisdom. You look at mental. You, you look at social favor with men. And you look at spiritual favor with God. And so this morning I want to put these four quadrants up on the screen. And also if you're taking notes love for you to kind of jot down some things that the Holy Spirit may speak to you about today. And just jot those down as you're taking notes in these different quadrants. And let's see as we are called to live like Christ in 2017. So first quadrant is this, the physical. The physical. Now Jesus grew there. He matured there in the physical. See, what's important to note is this. When you read the Bible, especially like 1 John, 2 John, 3 John, or 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians... The Apostle John and Paul, they were refuting a heresy called Gnosticism. And Gnosticism, that was something that was started by the Greeks that said this, the spirit is good, but the body is evil. All right? So with that kind of mindset, they would say, hey, you know, your spirit's going to go on to heaven, your spirit's going to go on, but your body's going to waste away, so do whatever you want with your body. That was the mindset, right? Well, you can see how it would lead to all kinds of sexual morality and everything else because people were going, and John and Paul and God's going, no, that is not right. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 6, uh, verse 19 through 20. Here's what the Apostle Paul writes. Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you've received from God? You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your body. You were bought at a price. What was the price? Jesus on the cross, right? You were bought at a price, so therefore honor God with your body. Now, why is that significant? Well, if you go back in the Old Testament, God dwelled in the tabernacle. Then when the temple was built in Jerusalem, God dwelled in the temple. If you wanted to worship, you came to the temple to worship. But when Jesus died on the cross, what happened? Anybody remember? The temple veil was torn in two from top to bottom. And what Jesus was saying, I'm making a way for you to have a relationship with God. And when you respond to the grace of God as God draws you to himself and you become a Christ follower, God places his Holy Spirit within you. You have the Holy Spirit in you. Therefore, your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. And it says, therefore, honor God with your body. So in 2017, I want to challenge you. I want to encourage you. Take care of your body. Physically, physically set some goals there for you, right? There's two main areas, (laughs) diet and exercise, right? I mean, you can come up with all kinds of different theories out there. You can have all kinds of different plans and stuff. But but it really going to come down to what do you put into your body, diet, and what exercise are you getting? Now, I like to eat. I'll just flat out tell you, I love to eat. I love it. I love it. It's, it's, It's great. But I'm having to work on this to say, what's going into my body? This past summer, we studied Daniel, and Daniel, I just love that study. In fact, if you missed any of it, go back and listen to the podcast, because God just spoke to us. But Daniel was this young man living in Jerusalem. Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, comes in, conquers Jerusalem. He takes Daniel and his three buddies, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, off to go back to live in Babylon to be in the service of the king. And then while they're there, I mean, these guys are good-looking guys. They're strong. They're sharp. And they come there, and they're in the service of the king. And the king goes, hey, I'm going to open up the buffet. 
And it's all for you guys. I mean, this is like, you know, think about Golden Corral on steroids, right? I mean, it's just like chocolate fountain. I mean, it's like the whole deal, right? And they walk in, and you know what Daniel and Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego said? Uh, we don't want that. Uh, we want fruits and vegetables and water. <laughs> the guy was like, are you crazy? It's a buffet, man. And he's like, I know, I know. But see, God told us not to eat some of this stuff. And, and so we're just going to stick to fruits and vegetables and water. And the guy goes, well, you're going you're gonna to waste away. You're going to miss out on the finer things. What's going to happen to your body? He goes, hey, just test us. And so for 10 days, they ate fruits and vegetables and water. And what happened after 10 days? They were stronger and healthier than anybody else. Right? They had more energy because it matters what you put in to your body. So I want to challenge you in 2017, what are you putting in here? I went to a restaurant the other day, and I was with this couple, and, and they came in, you know, and, and I get there, and of course, I open the menu, and I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, bacon cheeseburger. Oh, yeah, you know, and so I, I'm getting excited about that. Well, she comes in, sits down, and she goes, I already know what I want. I'm like, how do you know what you want? She goes, I went online. I looked. I want the salmon. It's this many calories. I know. I, know, I have my calorie adjustments. I'm like, wow, that was smart. I'm a petulous order. I mean, I'm looking at what's the best thing. I'm looking at the picture, right? And she was smart to look at the calorie count. And for us, man, that we could be, hey, let's think about this. Let's think about what goes into our body. Now, it's fine to enjoy ice cream every now and then. It's fine to enjoy cookies and stuff. But maybe in 2017, we just say, hey, physically, I need to take care of this. God's entrusting this body to me. But it's diet. It's also exercise. Exercise is important. Now, Jesus walked everywhere, okay? So, I mean, you know, he was in great shape. I mean, that's what they did. To us, we sit most of the time, right? Maybe you got a Fitbit for Christmas. Way to go, you know? It's something where you can look at, hey, am I using my body? Am I getting any exercise? When I first moved to Tennessee, 1997, and I moved from Texas, and, and I came to Tennessee, and I was here for about nine months, and before, I grew up playing sports, and I was always active and stuff. But when I moved here, I was sitting behind a desk. I was working, and I, you know, I kind of stopped working out. And then when I moved to Tennessee, I discovered something incredible about Tennessee. I discovered this thing. It was the, the nectar of the gods, sweet tea. Oh, awesome. I mean, I'm going to tell you, I didn't have that in Texas. And so I'm just like, sweet tea, sweet tea. And when I flew back home... After nine months of being here, and I get off the plane, and my dad looks at me, and he's like, wow, Tennessee's been good to you, hasn't it? And I'm like, thanks, Dad. You know, so, but I needed that. I needed my dad to say, hey, listen, you've got to take care of your body. And so I came back, and I was like, all right, got to start working out. I need to switch the sweet tea to Diet Coke. I need to do something to make some adjustments in me. And that was important for me. And I don't know if you set goals kind of or resolutions, but but that's something to start to look at. Physically, are you getting exercise? I love that we live in a day and age where you have apps, right? And you can get the Lose It app, you know, on your phone. You know, you can look at those things. I love that we live in a day and time. There's some people in our church who own Anytime Fitness. You can go work out anytime, you know? I mean, it's just awesome. You know, we got some people who own Temple Fitness. And I mean, it's great. They have coaches there and classes. But whatever it is, physically, just know, I want you to be healthy. I want you to take care of your body. I want you to be at your best. I want to be at my best. So that first quadrant, right? Jesus grew in wisdom and stature. The first quadrant for us is physically. Second quadrant, mental. Mental. The apostle Peter spends three years with Jesus. Then he writes first and second Peter. Here's the very last words that we have 
from Peter. 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 18. But grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. To him be glory both now and forever. Amen. Notice what Peter says. Hey, guys, grow. Mature. Mature in the grace what God has done for you, mature and understand that, live with confidence that God is for you, that grace has come to you, but grow also in knowledge. Grow in knowledge. So I want to ask you, how are you going to grow in knowledge mentally in 2017? Somebody asked me recently, they said, hey, do you have any good books for me to read in 2017? I said, yeah, the Bible, right? You know, it's like, I'm a pastor, of course I'm going to say that. You know, but I mean, think about that. I was like, I'm kidding. There's some great books out there. And maybe C.S. Lewis, if you're looking for some good books, man, I love it. Mere Christianity or, you know, Screw Tape Letters. Or uh, there's so many great things. Or Richard Foster, Celebration of Discipline. Or Philip Yancey, What's So Amazing About Grace. Or many things that he wrote. Uh, you know, Henry Cloud, who wrote Boundaries for Leaders. There's so many great books out there. There's so much content out there. Now, some of you, you don't like to read. Me, it's like, I don't want to take the time to read. I don't like to read. That's okay. We live in a day and a time where we've got this incredible thing called a podcast. And it's awesome. And when you're driving to work or you're on a treadmill or you're working out, you can listen to sermons. You can listen to Bible studies. You can listen to all kinds of content that's out there. It's amazing. But you have to be intentional about that. Uh, for all the men in the room, uh, we do a thing called Men's Leadership Network. We've got about 35 podcasts now, and they're great. I'm just telling you, you want to grow as a man? You want to mature in your spiritual walk? Man, they're 35 minutes. Listen to it on the way to work. Listen to it. we got guys who've listened to all these. But what are you going to do to grow mentally, to stay sharp, to get better? Um, for all the children and students in the room, I know sometimes you guys go, I don't want to go to school. But listen, you're in a great spot. You're in an incredible place. And there are kids around the world who would love to go to school and they can't. They live in a place that they don't have the money to go to school or or even in places in the world where girls can't go to school. And it breaks your heart. You take advantage of the things that you have right now to learn. You take that opportunity and learn as much as you can and grow as much as you can right now. And for all the adults, don't stop learning. Don't stop growing. Get better in your field. Get better at what God's called you to do. Maybe this year you want to learn a language. Maybe God's put it on your heart. You know, you want to learn Spanish or you want to learn Romanian because you're going to go on a mission trip to Moldova. You want to learn Portuguese because you're going to go to the Amazon. Or or you want to learn, you know, uh, Afrikaans. You're going to go to South Africa. I don't know. But for us, never stop learning and never stop growing. Jesus grew in wisdom and he grew in stature. And then he grew in favor with God and with men. So think about this third quadrant. Socially. Socially. How are you going to grow socially in 2017? Proverbs chapter 13. I love this verse. Verse 20. He who walks with the wise grows wise. But a companion of fools suffers harm. (laughs) He who walks with the wise grows wise. Guys, it's important who you surround yourself with. I'll tell you, it it, it is so important who you surround yourself with. And that's why I'm such a big believer on community groups. Finding a community group, getting in a group, putting yourself around people that are going to help you be better, that are going to help you learn, that are going to help you grow. You know, John Ron, he said this, 
He said that you are the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. And you have to think, are the people around me making me better? Am I learning? Am I growing? Am I becoming more like Christ because of the people I'm hanging out with? And that verse says the companion of fools suffers harm. You know how many times I talk with people, I start a counseling session, and they'll say this. They'll say, well, I had these friends. <laughs> I had these friends, and they just said, you know, it's no big deal. I had these friends, and they did. Th-. And I'm like, oh, man. So who in your life is helping you be better? Who in your life is helping you grow more and more like Christ? Maybe you go, well, you don't know my workplace. <laughs> you know what? You can be there, and you can add value. You can be there and you can make that place better. You can invite people to church. You can start praying over your workplace. You can start praying over your neighborhood. You can start to say, hey, I want to I help people grow in their relationship with God. You can change that dynamic. God has put you there for a reason and for a purpose. Think about that. Jesus grew in favor with man. Do you know where it all starts, though? It starts at home. It starts at home. And I want to challenge you to grow in your marriage in 2017. You see, marriage takes work. A lot of times we think, well, I'll get married, and then you get married, and then, you know, the wife goes, you know, spends all the time with the kids, and the husband, they're after their career, and next thing you know, they're just kind of going apart this way. But marriage takes work. To you to have a strong marriage, it takes spending time together. It takes scheduling some date nights. (laughs) It takes scheduling some anniversary trips. It takes paying the money for it. It's okay. It's worth it. But being together and growing together is important. You know what? For you to have a great family, parents, it takes spending time with your kids. And for you to schedule a family fun night, you know, like every Sunday night, this is our family fun night. We're going to block this out. We're going to have dinner. We're going to put the phones down. And we're going to talk. We're going to say what's going on in your life. You know, it, it takes time to be a great grandparent. And to spend time with your great, it takes time, but it takes scheduling those things and prioritizing those things. If you are to grow in your marriage or to grow in your family, you are to grow relationally in 2017, you're going to have to schedule that. It's going to take some time. And then the fourth quadrant, the fourth quadrant, if you're taking notes, is this, spiritually, spiritually. You know, Jesus was asked, what's the most important commandment? And you got to think about this, that Out of all the 613 laws in the Old Testament that somebody comes up and says, hey, Jesus, what's the most important? Now, if you are trying to be like Jesus, and Jesus says this is the most important, then don't you think that you and I ought to do that, right? Here's what Jesus said, Matthew 22. Jesus responded. This is the Shema. It goes all the way back to Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 5. He said, love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. This is the first and the greatest commandment. And so guys, in 2017, I want to challenge you to grow spiritually. I want to challenge you to to grow in your relationship with God more than you ever have before. How are you going to do that? Well, one, I think it takes spending time with God daily. Daily. You know, we have the Rolling Hills app. And on the Rolling Hills app, there's a daily step. And there's a passage of scripture to read every day. So every morning when I get up, I spend time, I just read through my passage of scripture. I I take some notes, I journal, I pray. That's the way I start my day. There's some other things that I read and do. But I take a daily step. And you have that opportunity. You have that opportunity to say, hey, every day, I want to challenge you. 2017, every day, spend time with God. 
Maybe it's five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes. I don't know, but I want to tell you, it will revolutionize your life as you think about him. Second thing is this, being here at church. I'm so glad you're here. But you know, God said in the big 10 commandments, right? Remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. And what can happen so often is we, we can, you know, man, stuff gets busy and, you know, church kind of falls down the wayside and, you know, the next thing we got, travel ball and we got all this stuff happening. One of the saddest people in the Bible to me is a guy named Solomon. And Solomon's dad was David, King David. And Solomon was the wealthiest guy that ever lived. I mean, he had in today's dollars billions of dollars. And he had a heart for God when he started out. He built the temple that was the vision of his dad, David. He worshiped there in the temple. He saw God come down in this cloud and fill the temple. But then later on in life, he kind of stopped going. (laughs) He took all these wives. He started doing all these other things. And and by the end of his life, he just kind of drifted away from the Lord. And because of that, the kingdom was split in two. The northern kingdom and the southern kingdom And I just thought, oh, how sad. And for you and I, I don't think anybody comes and goes, well, God, I don't want to walk with you anymore. Forget you. I'm turning my back on you. Very few people do that. Most of the time what happens is it's just a slow drift, right? Yeah, I used to be real involved. Yeah, I used to be. This used to be a priority for me. But yeah, yeah. And it's just a slow drift. And you wake up a year from now or two years or five years or ten years and you go, wow, how did I get here? And so you have to keep those things as priorities. Parents, man, I want to tell you, having your kids at church, I'm so glad. Because the Bible says, train up a child in the way they should go, and when they are old, they will not depart from it. Now, they may take a, like a wound-about way, you know, they may make some decisions, you're going, but, but they're going to have a foundation. And we have an incredible family ministry and preschool and children and students and, and helping them have that spiritual education. So take a daily step. Make church a priority. Number three is this, hey, Take a next step in your spiritual walk. In 2017, I'm going to ask you and challenge you. Get out of your comfort zone. Do something where you go, God, you've got to come through. And maybe for you, maybe for you, that's being baptized. And maybe for you, that's joining the church. Maybe for you, it's going on a mission trip. And God's been speaking to you, and you're like, uh, make 2017 the year. Just say, you know, maybe for you, it's sharing your faith with somebody in your family who doesn't know the Lord. Maybe for you, it's tithing. I don't know. I'm telling you this, though. What I do know is this. If you follow the biblical principles of 10%, the first 10% goes to God, the second 10% you save, and then you live on 80%, it doesn't matter how much money you make. It will revolutionize. You won't even have to have those resolutions every year because you will financially be responsible, and it will make a huge impact. God will come through. I'm telling you, trust Him in that. Take a next step. Say, God, do something in my life that, God, only you can do. What will that be for you? What would that be for your family? Pray a big prayer in 2017. Here's what Philippians chapter 2, verse 5 says. It says, your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus. So as we look forward to this new year, your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus, who, being in the very nature of God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, right? Fully God, but he didn't just stay in heaven. He didn't hold on to that, but made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant. So if you have the attitude of Jesus, you have to have a servant attitude. Who can I serve? Who can I make a difference in? Being made in human likeness and being found in the appearance as a man, he humbled himself. 
So service and humility. He humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. That Jesus paid it all for you. And therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Guys, listen, it's the cross. You and I, we focus on Christ. We focus on what he's done for us at the cross and allow that to cover every area of our lives. Allow Jesus to be the priority in our physical, our mental, our social, our spiritual. Everything comes back to him. It will revolutionize your life and my life. So this year, will you put Christ first? Maybe it means putting a sticky note up on your mirror in the bathroom in the morning. Maybe, maybe it means putting something in your car. Maybe, I don't know, but, but Christ, you are first. And I'm going to trust you and I'm going to follow you. Because you are the Lord of my life. And I want you to be my priority in 2017. I want to live my life for Jesus. Guys, we have an incredible opportunity this morning. First day of the year. To dedicate this year to Christ. And we're going to do that this morning with communion. What a beautiful picture of what God's done for us through Christ on the cross. And up front, there's four different tables that are set up. There's a gluten-free table on this side over here. But I'm going to invite you in just a moment to come to the table, to break a piece of the bread, Christ's body broken for you, and to dip into the cup, his blood poured out for you. You know, Jesus, on the night that he was betrayed, he brought his disciples together. He brought them in really close. He goes, guys, listen, I'm going to go to the cross for you. And he took bread and he broke it and he gave thanks and said, this is my body. <laughs> Broken for you. For you, personal. Not just for everyone, but for, for you. And after supper, he took the cup and he said, guys, this is my blood poured out for you. This is the new covenant. See, before, when you sinned, you were separated from God. You were under the old covenant. You were under the law. But there's a new covenant called grace. <laughs> Praise God for grace. That Jesus takes our place and we're covered by grace. So when you eat this bread and you drink from this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. So this morning we have that opportunity to come and say thank you Jesus for the cross. Thank you for your love. Thank you for grace. Thank you for a new year to live my life for you, God. And I want to do that. I pray that this will be a time of worship for you. Uh, maybe you want to just come and take a piece of the bread, dip into the cup, receive communion, and then find a place to pray. Just say, Lord, I'm yours. I'm yours. All of me. Maybe you want to come as a family. Maybe your kids are with you in the service today and and they've responded to Christ. They've accepted Christ. And you come and you can share communion together as a family and serve them. And then you want to pray together. Individually, as a family or with friends, however you want to do it. I just pray this is a time where you dedicate 2017 to the Lord. And say, God, we want you to be first. We want you to be our priority this year. So let's pray together. Father, thank you. 
Thank you for a new year, for a new opportunity. Thank you that we are a new creation in Christ. The old is gone, the new has come. And so this morning, God, the first thing we want to do is we want to dedicate this year to you. We want to put you first in our hearts, in our homes, in our careers, in every aspect. We want you to be lifted up. Father, I pray that at the end of 2017, we look more like Jesus than we do right now. But I know it's going to take time. I know it's going to take work. I know it's going to take setting priorities. So I pray that, Father, you would anoint us with your Holy Spirit. You would give us wisdom beyond our years. And you would go before us, Father, into this new year. God, thank you for an opportunity to come to your table this morning. To receive the gift that only you could give. Your body broken for us. The hope, the grace, the love. Let us feel and know how much we are loved today. And it's in the name of Jesus that we pray and we come to your table right now. Amen. Amen. Hey, everyone. Thanks again for joining us today. We hope you enjoyed the service and we want to encourage you to reflect on today's message throughout the week. Here at Rolling Hills, our goal is to raise up a community of disciples to be the hands and feet of Christ, and we hope that you will partner with us in doing so. How do you do that? Well, here are several ways. First, join us every Sunday, either online or at one of our physical locations. Join us as we worship our God and learn more about Him and His plan for us. Second, get connected. Check out our Next Steps page on the site to find out how you can engage with us further by serving or joining a community group. And lastly, we want to invite you to partner with us financially. You can do that online through the giving section of our site. All tithes and offerings go to support our ministries both locally and internationally, enabling us to impact lives and share God's word. Again, we are so glad you joined us today. Have a great week.